welcome back to Teachable Moments with April. So another word or phrase that keeps coming to my mind and something that I identify with um, is the term living water. Living water. It first started with a song that I saw and I heard on Daystar, Come to the River. And... Um, and the first verses is come to the river, the river of life, come to the savior. Okay. And I just became obsessed with, with the song. And I listened to the song pretty much every day. Um, and then I recently was, um, listening in the morning. I like to listen in the morning before I go to work, um, today star and whatever, um, content that they have on there. And usually it's, um, a program called Joni at the Table. And they started, it took an excerpt from one of her, a conference that she had done for women. And the theme was living water. And just sometimes, I don't know if you guys are like this, something just resonates with you right away. And this along with soul currency or spiritual currency was living water something about water and our connection to water um and our bodies and the connection that god has given to what is the living water so i looked it up on christianity.com and it's underneath uh, christian life what does living water mean in the bible and it's actually by someone also called april okay um, and she is someone from crosswalk.com, which I've mentioned before in the past, which is also affiliated with I Believe. Okay. And it says, God is near to the humble. So being truthful with ourselves and with God about all that we lack is the first step to drawing near to Him so that we can access the living water only Jesus can provide. So this particular blog um, was done in 2020 and it looks like July 17th. Now in Joni at the Table when she had that this morning and it was an excerpt from a conference for women especially Christian women she was talking about how dry um, she had become spiritually um, in regards to when you're a wife and you're a mother, you give a lot away, you you get so caught up in the day-to-day, and no matter how diligent you are as a Christian uh, and a woman, um, you are you can become dry. Okay, so there's many connections to the living water and water and being dry and spiritually dry. Okay, and having to replenish not just your body, your physical body, but your spirit. And I just really connect with that. Okay, so on here it says, Jesus answered. Okay, hold on. Let me let me get it right. It says, Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water John 4:10 Now what I found interesting is when I watched this excerpt from a women's conference there was an advertisement and that doesn't normally happen on there but guess what this connects with it it showed a scene from a movie that they said that they were going to show and it's called The Chosen 
and it was slated to see they were going to show it this Saturday. And what is it? It is exactly to this scripture. It showed Jesus at the well. Okay. Um, and water. So I was like, okay, these keep God is showing me something here that there's something I need to explore. I need to explore it. I need to explore it more. It keeps coming to me. I ended up doing other stuff and I need to listen. Um, so I'm just going to go further on with this. Okay, so it says living water found in the Bible. Now, living water is referenced so many times in the Bible, and I did not know that. It says, throughout scripture, the Lord has a habit of revealing his character qualities with a name and a personal encounter with that part of his personality. In the Old Testament, we see the Lord tenderly meeting Hagar, and she calls him the God who sees me, Genesis 16, 13. In the New Testament, Jesus carries on with the same pattern of revealing a piece of his character with a name and an experience. This time, he has an appointment with one particular woman. The exchange comes out of John 4. The woman, okay, this is what I'm talking about from the the uh, particular uh, biblical or Christian movie, The Chosen, this particular encounter, this one. The woman by the well, as we have come to know her, is fetching water around noon and the hottest time of the day. Historians tell us that the women gathered at the town well to collect water in the morning and sunset hours, not in the middle of the day. Between this interesting tidbit that is noted in John and the fact that Jesus mentions she's had five husbands, that's what he said that in the excerpt, and, and is now living with a man who is not a fact at the time that would definitely not <laughs> have been a cultural norm. We may conclude that she avoids the other townspeople by gathering her water at the most miserable time of the day. Another important part of the story is that she is surprised that Jesus, an Israelite man, is speaking to her, a Samaritan woman. Jews and Samaritans were not friends during these times. When I read the text, I can almost hear her surprise at his address. And then she goes so far as to attack on the obvious fact that she is not only a Samaritan, but a woman to boot. Culturally speaking, this lady was pretty close to the bottom of the totem pole. She presumably racked up a less than desirable reputation within her own community, and her ethnicity was often counted against her. And if that wasn't enough, her gender sealed the deal. But there Jesus was, going out of his way to connect with her, meet and reveal himself to her, and thus to us as well. He could see the ache in her heart. He could see the parched places of her soul. So this is going back to the living water, our soul and our soul currency. Okay, I'm, I'm seeing it as I'm reading it, the connections that has been given to me. She tried unsuccessfully to quiet. He could see her trying to fill her heart bucket with the well water her world offered men love approval etc 
As Jesus delves into the details of her life, she dodges with some interesting talk of worship. It's as if she senses this is all going someplace spiritual, but can't quite make the commitment to go there with Jesus. Most of us can probably relate. Graciously, he understands, yet gently presses on with the conversation. She then says, I know one day the Messiah will come. He tells her, I am he. She immediately drops her water jug to go gather the town to Jesus, telling them, there's a man who told me everything I've ever done. And they all came. They all hear Jesus and many put their trust in him that very day. I love this story. I love this woman was given a new reputation and purpose in the very midst of a mundane moment. I love that God met a woman who has been all of us in one way or another. And I love the tiny, often overlooked piece of the story that she left her water jug there at the well. As if at that very moment her soul had indeed been so filled with living water. She didn't need that water pot anymore. I wonder how many times we have thrown our water jugs into wells of success, love, better this, more of that, only to stumble away all the more weakened from the dryness of our souls. So this is what I'm talking about, being parched. That in this society, it's one thing they tell you to drink literal water, but no one really addresses the spiritual aspect of us, men and women, of mankind, that our souls are parched, dehydrated. And we want to be, just as Joni said at this women's conference, to overflowing with water, the living water to overflow not just to the top just enough overflowing with the living water that only God can give us so in this particular article um, it says living water is Jesus himself Psalms 145 16 tells us you open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing Psalm 16 11 says you will make known to me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy in your right hand there are pleasures forever the key to assessing or assessing the living water and the satisfaction of the soul that the lord has designed for us is to be near him in his presence you can't get the satisfaction in his hand without being close enough to hold that hand I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. (laughs) From this section of scripture, some of the ways we draw near to God include, number one, being in truth about ourselves. The woman at the well knew she needed saving and the forgiveness of her sins. God is near to the humble. So being truthful with ourselves and God about all that we lack is the first step to drawing near to him so we can assess the living water. Number two, being in the truth about who God is. 
the woman at the well agreed with God as he revealed himself to her. Sometimes we challenge the Lord's word. Sometimes we even disagree and disregard. When we reject his word, we reject the truth that functions as a pipe for that living water to get into our hearts. Number three, remaining in the truth. The woman at the well didn't pick up her water jug and go home to her old life unchanged. She acted on the truth she now held in her heart. And we see her life take a significant turn. Such a turn that the townspeople, whom she did so much to avoid, she now ran to gather. And also they all believed her and followed her. Something had possibly changed, even physically in her continence, that they could all see. Sometimes we let a spiritual truth sit out in front of us, but don't take it in. She took it. She drank the living water. Scripture sits at our fingertips and we are challenged daily to take it up and drink it in. What does this mean? I hope and I pray that the Lord would meet you at your well today. That you would be filled filled and overflowed with the truth about who God is and who you are to him in such a profound personal way that you would leave your water jug there and go tell others Welcome back to Teachable Moments with April. So we're still talking about the subject of living the living water. And I'm looking at kingjamesbibleonline.org in regards to this particular um, subject of the living water. Okay. Um, so let's, let's, I'm just going to go and, and talk about the scripture. So we have John 4.14. But whoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Then we look to John 7, 3, 8. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. John 4 verses 13 and 15 Jesus answered and said unto her whoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again and it says read more Revelation 21 6 and he said unto me it is done I am the Alpha and the Omega the beginning and the end I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water of life freely Isaiah 44 3 For I will pour water onto them that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thy offspring. John 7, 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus said and stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Jeremiah 2, 13. For my people have committed two evils. Now, this is a popular one that kept coming across 
they have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and heweth them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Revelations 22:17. and the spirit and the bride say, come. That's what's in the song I'm telling you about from Daystar. And the spirit and the bride said, come and let him that hear it say, come and let him that is a thirst come and whosoever will let him take the water of life freely. Revelation 22, 1, and he showeth me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and the Lamb. Isaiah 12, 3, therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. Isaiah 58, 11, and the Lord say, shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought. And make fat thy bones, and thy shall be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water, whose waters fail not. John seven thirty seven through thirty nine. Oh, it looks like they're just repeating <laughs> that. Yeah, um, the nine. Okay, they already said that one before. A Revelation seven sixteen um, and seventeen. Thy shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. Neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. And it says, read more. And then Isaiah 41, 17 and 18. When the poor and needy seek water, and there is none, and their tongue fail it for thirst, I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. Now, these obviously are not the only scriptures, obviously. There is so, it's countless countless literally countless verses i know this is just from the king james version and this is from um a certain part of the bible but the importance of the living water in the bible is numerous and i did not know this until this this word kept coming to me and and it was coming to me in song it was coming to me in whatever i looked at and just there is knowledge here that needs to be partake of just like living water